Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Tuesday, January 21st. S&P futures are trading down about 13 to 14 points. That's about 40 basis points. Um, and that's actually decent outperformance versus what's happening elsewhere. So Europe's down about 80 to 90 basis points. And Asia finished in the red across the board, um, including Hong Kong down 2.8%. And mainland China, the Shanghai comp down 1.4%. So, um, you know, as far as macro news is concerned, the big the big global headlines are uh, this China virus um, and it's kind of global spread. The amount of cases are, have spiked the amount and then the amount of countries that are reporting cases also is rising. So I think that is unnerving markets as it's coming just a few days ahead of the Chinese New Year holiday, which is a, a an enormous period of time for global travel, global spending. So there's a concern that um, the spread of this virus is just going to put a damper on some of the economic activity that would have otherwise occurred over this New Year holiday period. Um you know, frankly, as far as the U.S. is concerned, you know, I think this provides maybe a little bit of an excuse for the market to take a breather for people to perhaps book some profits. I don't think, um, you know, as skeptical and as cautious as I am on embroidered tape, I don't think this particular issue is going to really prove to be fatal um, to U.S. stocks. That is, you know, I think there are, are, are other issues out there just in terms of global growth. Um, not seeing the type of material uptick that people expect because of the trade developments, um, et cetera. But you know, I don't think this issue in and of itself um, is 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 necessarily very alarming. But like I said, it definitely provides an excuse, I think, for the market just to take a breather. And I think that's what you're seeing today, at least in the U.S. There definitely are other areas that are going to be more sensitive, um, especially certain pockets of consumers, some of the luxury goods companies that that are that are very exposed to consumer spending over the New Year holiday. Um, it makes a little bit more sense that they would underperform. So that China virus headline news story, et cetera, is definitely the big news of the day. Um, you are going to see the World Health Organization um, is going to be holding a meeting tomorrow at which they could potentially declare an international health emergency. Um, and then the local Chinese health authorities are also scheduled to have a briefing tomorrow. So there are probably, you know, there will be more headlines around on this subject uh, over the course of today, overnight, and then in into tomorrow. Um, so that is by far the big development. A couple of other macro items just to talk about. So yesterday morning, Monday morning, the U.S. was closed. The IMF came out and trimmed its global growth forecasts. The updated numbers, though, are in line to actually still ahead of kind of the consensus on Bloomberg for global growth. So nothing too alarming. And actually, some of the qualitative language within the IMF report um, was somewhat encouraging. Just comports, I think, with the current thesis that investors assume you will see an uptick in global momentum just because of some of the trade actions that have occurred. Um, on the trade front, the U.S. and France announced a truth, quote unquote. So France had been contemplating this digital tax that would have severely hit U.S. tech giants. And then the White House had been threatening to retaliate with tariffs on um, certain French imports to the U.S. So Macron and Trump spoke and they reached a truth. And so no action will be taken for the balance of this year. Um you know, again, I don't necessarily think this is an enormous positive. It's sort of in the same campus phase one where avoiding escalation is certainly positive, but this doesn't necessarily really 
um, increase, um, you know, I, I think the state of global trade dramatically, it just kind of um, brings us back to where things stood. So it certainly is positive that you are not seeing trade tensions escalate further. And clearly the White House um, is is obviously focused on November and they're focused on kind of putting out all the different trade um, fires that have been occurring around the world and they're declaring truce and reaching deals, et cetera. So I think it's safe to assume you will not see any material um, developments, materially negative developments on the trade front for the balance of this year. Um, the question is, though, are you have you seen a, a material shift or a, a material reversal in prior trade restrictions and prior tariffs that you're really going to see a material um, improvement in growth? And that that's where I still am very skeptical. I do not think you're going to see the types of earnings and growth improvements that um, some people are assuming. And um, you know, trade is still very much going to be a, a core issue of this White House. So if Trump does win in November, um, you know, I think investors should be a little bit fearful of, of some of these trade issues coming back to the table in 2021. But obviously, that's down the road. So, um, you know, definitely for the for the balance of this year, 2020, um, you know, I don't think investors really need to worry about trade in this France U.S. truth is just kind of the latest example. The BOJ left policy on change. That's why it was widely expected. So non-event. Um, no real major economic data out today. Um, although the China, I'm sorry, the German ZEW. Uh, uh, survey that just hit at 5 a.m. was uh, encouraging. So that's a small positive, but you know, I don't think anything that really um, alters things dramatically for the U.S. Just on the micro front, quickly, UBS out of Europe is probably the big earnings report of the morning so far, um, and it was disappointing. So UBS is one of the weaker names in Europe today. Um, on the upside in Europe, a couple of smaller names, EasyJet, Hugo Boss, and Logitech all had decent numbers. Those stocks are rallying in Europe on the earnings front. Um, on the on the uh, schedule for today, Trump is in Davos, so he will be speaking actually at 5.30 a.m., so he's due to speak any minute. Um, I, he's not supposed to make any major new announcements. Um, I, I would imagine he'll reiterate a lot of his prior themes and trends around a variety of different subjects, but he will be speaking at 5.30. Um, and then otherwise, in the U.S., you just have earnings, so Comerica and Halliburton are the big names this morning. After the close, you, the big names are Netflix, Capital One, and IBM. Um, so that's really kind of it today in terms of scheduled news. Um, and just circling back to the broader tape, um, you know, as I've been saying for a while, I, you know, I continue to think that this notion that we're in a new normal evaluations and that we're going to 20 times or we can stay and sustain at 20 times, um, you know, I continue to push back on that. Clearly, we're trading at 19 times. So whether or not it's deserved, um, you know, we're there. So, uh, you know, I, I appreciate I appreciate why, um, you know, investors think that we could be in a new normal evaluation. I just don't think you're going to see um, this sharp uptick in growth or earnings momentum. And then also, I think the Fed is definitely becoming a much bigger area of focus. So, you know, if you die, if you go back to um, Q4 of last year, where the Fed really started to ramp up its repo interventions and allowed its balance sheet to expand, and they insisted at the time that that was not a form of monetary accommodation. This was just kind of a technical intervention on their part. Um, you know, markets obviously think otherwise. So markets clearly view the expansion of the Fed balance sheet as being a form of accommodation. I don't think investors are conflating a hundred percent the repo-driven expansion to actual. QE, but you are seeing a, you know, a benefit. So I think, um, you know, and I don't think this is really what the Fed desired. And so the next meeting is coming up next Wednesday on the 29th and Powell will be having his press conference. There's really no debate around rates or, or policy, but I will be interesting to see 
if Powell does come out and try to clarify or push back on this market's view of repo-driven actions and the balance sheet expansion being a kind of form of stealth accommodation. Um, so that, to me, could be kind of one of the most immediate risks to the market because that balance sheet clearly has played a role in, um, you know, and I think the market's behavior over the, over the last several months, and it's been a major contributor to the rally. Um, so that is essentially it for today. A lot of other, there's, you know, a ton of news out over the uh, holiday weekend and then this morning, all of which I have in today's Vital Dawn, but those are um, the major, the major talking points. So that is it for today. Thank you everyone for listening.